Hey, hey, and welcome to another podcast, Valley Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Paco. And I'm your other host, Jeff Cameron. How's it going, Jeff? Pretty awesome. How about you? Pretty good. Doing well, hanging in. Pretty excited for this very (laughs) special episode we're doing today. Yeah, man. I think this is the first time we've, well, I think it's the first time we sat and listened to an actual Monkeys record together in a long time. Yeah, I agree with that. It's been quite some time. And it's a record that means a lot to both of us. It is The Monkees Live 1967. And this is definitely a record. It came out in the early 80s, but I did not know it existed when we were in our original Monkees Love. Yeah, um, not right away. And uh, yeah, and I remember yeah finding it and being like blown away. Like, oh my God, Monkees Live. This could be so great. And, and it really is. It's a great uh, a live recording. Yeah, and it um, it actually didn't surface until uh, '87 from our friends at uh, Rhino Records. Oh, good like old in Rhino! June, yeah, it's, it's some stuff says '83, but this was in '87. Uh, Rhino Records, you can't give them enough props. They're the reasons they connect us to the monkeys, and they know how and why people who enjoy rock and roll enjoy rock and roll. Yeah, they're like the rare. Uh, record label people that actually like music it seems it seems like so many of the major labels it's more a business than a a a love of music but at rhino they actually seem to really care and know what other people who really care want in in these special editions and things yeah and this came out during a a very busy june that included the release of uh, missing links volume one and uh, to get some perspective on it, this was just after MTV's Pleasant Valley Sunday Marathon in 86, and the, the, the hubbub created from that. And also, I believe they're just also trying to fill some time while the boys put together Pull It, yep. which would see its release in uh, August 1987. So uh, busy times, but mm-hmm. Rhino is pumping out the goods. And I think this is how... This is how diehards were born in the 80s. Like, after watching the show and Missing Links and this live album come out. Yeah. During, like, you, when you find out about, about the monkeys, you learn about them, you watch the show, you see them in live, like most of them. And then, you know, did they really play their instruments? Well, boom. Here's yeah. this. <laughs> exactly. Here's your answer. And that was one thing when I got it, I was super excited about because it is them live. It's them mm-hmm. powering it out. And yep. it, it's just. It unreal time. It, it's when, yeah, they jumped out of the screen and became yeah, man. a real band. <laughs> and um, like there's sort of a semi-famous Mike Nesmith quote about like the types of different musicians they are. And he said it was like a really good tennis player, a really good football player, a really good basketball player, and a really good golfer got together and played baseball. So we could give it a try. <laughs> Maybe make a little garage band music. And I think this encapsulates that idea very much because each of the boys gets the chance to shine and it's it's just a party all around yeah and it, it it's an interesting thing to think of like a band who got put together for a show and now you've got to have this camaraderie on stage and because it's like you know you're in bands i've been in bands it's like there is that vibe between dudes and sometimes everyone can be really good musicians and it just yeah. doesn't work and then other times you guys are just like, I don't even know this guy. And you just kind of start kicking around and somehow you find a groove with these people. 
And I think yeah. for them, they had to do that because they're going, they're like, their first tour essentially was like a sold out arena tour. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And these shows in particular are taken from uh, late August 1967, which is less than a calendar year after the show hit the airwaves. And they put out three albums. And it's, things are happening really fast. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine what that would have been like. Just to have be so excited to have this hit TV show, but then you're also putting out records, and then you're also playing live, and then you, then you got to come back and do the TV show again while you're in the studio doing stuff. Then you want to write and play your own stuff, so now throw that in the mix. Just like, man, oh man, so much is happening. And like, I guess this was recorded at the time to put it out, but... I think just because of how fast everything was happening, once they got off the road and they continued mm. shooting season two and the next album was coming out that had zero songs from this thing and like they just put it away. Maybe because they had to wait for 80s technology to clean up the sound a bit. Maybe. Who knows? But 20 years later, it came out and we, we are going to get to listen to it. And um, also a few years later after that, uh, in 2001, Rhino put out the uh, summer 1967 complete U.S. concert recordings taken from uh, Spokane, Washington, Seattle, Washington, Portland, Oregon, and Mobile, Alabama. Came out in a four-CD set. The complete shows, same set list. I mean, from a musician's standpoint, that sounds kind of boring. But from the standpoint of how they had to kind of keep things moving, it, it kind of makes sense for them. Yeah, And, like, it seems weird that they would put out the four sh separate shows, but keep in mind, the shows that these are taken from are in, from late August, and the Mobile, Alabama show is taken from uh, early August. So, like, is that first show kind of a train wreck? Yeah, I wonder. And it, I, like, that box set, I didn't even know existed until very recently, actually. Yeah, and I guess only uh, 3,500 of them were made. That, man, that's crazy. I'd love to get my ears on those <laughs> if anyone wants to donate one to podcast valley sunday we'll we'll accept it <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me and uh, just the last thing about this record the album cover is super awesome that oh man you know super awesome for what it is right it's like each of the four guys they're each in like their own little box giving it that <laughs> It's like a 60s vibe. It's almost like something from that thing you do. You know, everybody's in their own box kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. Each have their own colors. And it, for me, what really struck me is Mickey's picture because the spotlight's kind of behind him and he's got his puffy <laughs> afro hair. And so it's like a ring of like translucent whiteness around his head. And it's hair's awesome. on fire if you look at it just right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's handling it very well. <laughs> But yeah, it's a, a really cool, it's a great record, and I'm, I'm stoked to get into it. So how about we? Let's do this right now. Hey. That screaming shrillness, it's like, mm. you just got to pretend you're trying to play Purple Haze or something. You know what yeah. Jimi Hendrix went through. We're going to keep a shush count of how many times the monkeys shush the audience. <laughs> yeah, you might need it. Oh, hello. Fire. <laughs> and now let us take you down the memory lane of music to the year 1966 and the one that started it all. Go way back. Okay, 
I'm just going to talk about this now. Mickey singing and playing drums for the first time. Singing and playing drums isn't easy. Now that I guess singing nope. and playing guitar, but at least kind of got the rhythm to go with. But like drums and singing is not an easy thing to do. And he had to learn to do them both right out of the gate. <laughs> for real. It's got to be exhausting. <laughs> it does. I wonder how nervous they were before these shows. Those high backgrounds are radical. Like they nailed I mean, yeah, they're, nailed. they're pretty locked in. Yeah. I think they're pretty comfortable at this point. That tambourine is spot on. This is technically the soundtrack to uh, episode 32 of Monkeys on a Tour. So yeah. Pairs nicely with that episode. Yeah, it really does. It's a. They should almost come out in like a, a Blu-ray audio file together. <laughs> Just like oh, Monkeys Live. Oh, I'm sure they'll be in the uh, magic locket. Yeah, I hope so. Teenage girl scream. <laughs> so his for last a song train- about for, for a song about going off to war. I was gonna say his last train to Clarksville, the happiest song about going off to die ever written. <laughs> it's like I can't see a lot of guys playing this in Vietnam at the time. Like, it would be like last train to Ukraine if oh, they God. came out today. Ooh. Can't hear it at all. Hello everybody. Michael has a new guitar, which he doesn't understand yet. Okay. <laughs> the time looking at it. Really like, song, and you just may be the one. Like a real band, like noodling and fiddling around. Yeah. For Peter and Mike, this would be... Like, this is it. A little, yeah, yeah, like, and, and more in their comfort zone, like, so they could kind of right. steer the ship a bit more. But it, it'd be mind-blowing. Oh, man. From playing coffee houses and then doing this. <laughs> Second tune is a, a Mike Nesmith... Words and music. Yeah. And Mickey's holding his own, man. He's got those drum rolls, those drum rolls. Like, 
He's been playing a lot of drums, man. You know, you're at your best when you're playing drums every day. had to like dumb down any parts for the boys to play live like from the studio versions because they sound it sounds pretty that is a good question spot on but um yeah they didn't pick any really elaborate tunes yeah and the tunes weren't all that a lot of these most of the songs weren't all that elaborate to begin with unless they were like strings and stuff yeah. but there's ways around that as well they play more of a rock and roll version of i want to be free that we're going to hear in a few minutes yeah, true enough. The beauty within, and you know that she was a girl that I knew somewhere. You know what? Looking at this set list here, it's very rare up until the end no monkey plays two back-to-back songs or sings two back-to-back songs yeah they, they keep it even but listen to these harmonies here can he hear mickey or is he just guessing i wonder it one thing you can also say about this record is you hear the background vocals louder than on the albums, mm-hmm. so it really lets yes. you hear the nuances they put in there. It's true. They do a whole nother thing on our show, Closer. I don't know if you remember, but uh, oh boy, we're in for a treat. where the mosh pit starts. <laughs> I want a circle pit there, a circle pit there, a circle pit there. <laughs> that organ going. You can hear that organ, yeah, it's great. Who do you think is playing the organ? I think it's Pete. He's probably playing the pedals for the bass. Do, do, you can sort of hear. Oh. The bass isn't really bass bass. You remember like the organ in my house. My mama's place on Spruce Side. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to go there after this and play Girl on You somewhere. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that organ? Much, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to carry it on right now with a song by our voted for his midget. That one that expresses how we feel tonight here at this beautiful 
The screaming increases upon midget. <laughs> Things that wouldn't fly in 2022. I'll tell you how beautiful we think this wonderful place is. It's so nice to be here this night, feeling free and helping and loving. Mickey's dying right now. He's, he's taking a breather and also vamping nonstop with the talking. <laughs> yeah. This is called tuning. We're putting an album out of this pretty soon. <laughs> we tune because we care. <laughs> One of the greatest inventions was the tuning pedal that would turn off the sound while you tuned. What a superb version of I Want to Be Free. This is like a third version of this song. And it's awesome. Yeah. It's like the only version I don't like is like the main version of it. Like. (laughs) It has its purpose. It works. Exactly. It's the the Davy Jones schmaltzy song that works. But not like the the fast version that we call from the pilot is cool too. But this is, this is great. Yeah. Perfect. This is like the album version. This is like the album version and the TV version had a baby. And this (laughs) is what it is. And Davey's crushing it. Is he ever? Like before Daydream Believer, this was his song. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he was like four songs in. Guys, what are you doing, man? (laughs) I'm the star here, man. Fourth song. He comes in, he's bad cleanup. Yeah, that's and, true. And like, hey girls, here I am. Yeah, I guess and you gotta like build up to Davey. He's on his knees at the front of the stage. Uh, Just, I, I'd i throw my boxers at him. <laughs> like, like you said about Mike and Peter, about being a musician in front of these people. How about being Davy Jones in front of an arena full of screaming girls? Oh my god. That's a that's a different kind of dream come true. This is my favorite part here. He's Oh man! And the guys crush it. Yeah, it's a great tune. It's amazing. That goes for all of us. We all want to be. That goes for all of us. (laughs) You don't want to be tied down either, babe. I love Mike's intro here too. Thirty-seventh Olympics. (laughs) Everybody's. Thank TWA for playing all the contestants here tonight. I'd like to do a song off of our latest album called Headquarters. Oh, you know it. <laughs> it's called Scroungy Girlfriend. Okay. 
I feel this was the first time I'd heard Sunny Girlfriend. I, I think you might be right. Yeah. And what a song this is. Yeah. It's also on the show. All of these monkey songs are on the show. <laughs> I love when he tells them too fast. <laughs> Ad lib. Fucking Mickey brings it oh, with his man. backups. It's amazing. It's so good. I love Mickey going super high there. And here. <laughs> bring it down. Bring it down, kids. Bring it down. Gazing down the lies as red as thunder. Mickey using that like crash ride. Instead of like a ride ride or a hi-hat, just makes it mind like a frenzy. It's for real. It's so, so, so heavy. Like heavy. That's the only way you can think. Yeah. And the two bam, bam, vocals bam, 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 bam. and him wailing. Oh. It's just it's just like Slayer, man. <laughs> it is just like Slayer. I read in an interview with Carrie King where he said Monkeys Live sixty seven is why he picked up a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. I met Kerry King once. Get out of town. Yeah, I did. He's, he's terrifying, but very nice. It's <laughs> good. You met a lot of people, Paco. <laughs> what is that, voice? Oh. Here we go. Man with a rayon acetate throat. Asking that musical question. Peter's fans there. And he was Screaming his name at what up? <laughs> this is an interesting cut to go live with. Like, what else are you gonna get Peter to it's, say? It's true, I get it, but uh, it's interesting because it's such an int- like a studio tune where he does all that fun stuff to try to redo it live. Is is it's either gonna work or not work, right? He, he makes imagine it work. Me, Peter. Imagine me, Peter. You're having a bad day, but later at night, you gotta go play Anti Griselda. Yeah. <laughs> does that help, or does, does it put you in a better mood? I don't know. Sorry, you just kind of goddamn this song. Yeah, that's what gets to strap on the banjo later. Oh, dude, forget about it. I know she's Here we go, kids. Push record. <laughs> slide whistle. <laughs> Busted out a slide whistle. Yeah. Yeah. 
fantastic. You know what would have been awesome? If on one of the, the tours, with, with one of the concerts with Jimi Hendrix, they brought him yeah. out for that part, and he just made a oh. ton of noise out of his guitar and just, like, effed oh it all God. up. Oh, that'd be amazing. Wow. <laughs> Let's start a rumor right now that it did happen, but no one recorded <laughs> it. Have you ever heard it? It's 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 around. It's That's, hard to find. I bet but. I've heard it's on, uh, yeah. <laughs> Only on vinyl cylinders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Can't play them anyway. Yeah, if you drop it, it's shattered, and everybody yep. dropped it. No. Grizzle da da. There weren't many Pete songs to choose from. Yeah, that have been a bummer. Time. What's the name of this song? <laughs> Never forget it. <laughs> how filthy that sounds. Amazing. It's, it, I know this is going to sound like an obvious thing, but the <laughs> band playing live is the band from the show. Like the garage band playing in yes. the living room the four of them yes. and like all the songs you hear on the record the version of the band on the TV show this is what mm-hmm. they would have sound like if they really wrote them themselves yeah you know what I mean like I think yeah I oh. fully agree like this is a touchstone for like the Good Times album like this is what they sound like yeah like literally that's my, my fucking definition it's just the four of them singing and playing all the music yeah one thing to point out on that chorus, when Davy Jones does the backgrounds, the ah part. He chips in. It, I love it. I love it. I think he does the next time too, so I'll shut up for that one. But man. I love it. I don't know why. It's I like how, how Hendrix can play lead and rhythm at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I read somewhere that that's where Hendrix got that from when he was on tour with the Monkees. He was like, you ever heard Forget That Girl, man? That was, uh, Thank God I was not mid-sip. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That interview is actually on the B-side of that acetate record with Hendrix playing with the Monkees. It's hard God to damn find. It. You gotta turn it inside out. You ever tried to turn like a paper towel roll inside out? That's what you have to do with that rec- that <laughs> cylinder. That's that's how deep cut that is. That's why it's called that. Listen to the boys. Thank you. Woo. Sounds like Mickey has the microphone in his mouth. With a sucker to me sound, a sweet young thing. Dr. Papinez. Come on now. What an awesome intro to this. Having the snares on the one there. song you can almost hear a Mike's voice the swagger like he's like yeah. fuck yeah I'm Michael Nesmith the goddamn <laughs> monkeys here we go kids you guess do his fucking songs yeah it's 
thing with the monkeys is when they're doing backups and stuff, you can hear the individual guys. Yes, and yes, it, yes, yes. In a lot of bands, it gets mixed up. It just sounds like uh-huh. background vocals. But here, you can hear the three of them doing yes, it. It's very, each have a distinct voice, and yeah. you, you just know them. Like, unless you're super deep in Aerosmith, you don't know what Brad and Tom sound like. <laughs> <laughs> but because like, of the monkeys, because you see them on the show, you know what all the guys sound like. Steven Todd's like, I'll tell you what this sound like. So I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but yeah, those background vocals are fantastic. Like, oh yeah. They're so good live. Like, I haven't listened to this in so long, and listening to it now, it's just like, holy crap, I forgot how good this is. They've been touring since the end of the season of the show, and, like, they're warmed up, man. Riding the highest of highs, like, just after headquarters, just after the first season. Yeah, they're already back from London. After the Sgt. Pepper knocked them off the top of the charts. But they also got to hang out with the Beatles. There's all that too. But there was also kind of a bittersweetness to the whole ordeal. Oh. They, they did it. Yeah. Louder, come on, everybody up here too. Back to this. Kick oh, all the real beats. But wait. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Wait a minute, I'm not ready. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Just immediately back to it. Wait a minute, I'm not ready yet. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I know. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. And see, there's still a show. Yep. We still have a little show in comic gags and stuff. Without being corny about it, it's just fun. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that yeah, man. circle pit yep. is huge. Just tearing locked in. Like you know, in the episode when they're like jumping to count its songs in, because they gotta do a visual in most of it. Yeah, just watching each other. It's awesome. It sounds great. The Davy background, how it goes up higher there. Like, yeah, where are you like going can, to? <laughs> like, how they recorded it, we could hear everything, but they could not hear everything. Yeah, so that shows you how locked in they had to be. wonder if at some point when Mike's up there playing this song or Sweet Young Thing or whatever, if he's like these are my songs like I wrote <laughs> these songs, they're coming out. Two back like, to back. Like yeah man, unreal from pl- being the MC at the Hootenannies 
to play in front of 13,000 people or whatever. For sure. It's got to be something else. And also hearing Mickey singing your song. Like, I don't even have to sing my own song. I can write them and other people are singing. Fantastic. The showbiz kid from California could knock him out of the park for me. Hey, why not? Yeah. Oh, here we go. It's very punk rocky sounding. <laughs> this might this might be controversial, but I say without the monkeys, we would have never had minor threat. <laughs> no black flag, no flipper, nothing. The mobile surely do this for 45 minutes. <laughs> I love when he just screams Mary after one of these things. Bye. You sure you're through? You're reading crowd up. Mary! <laughs> you lied to me. You can leave. I want to. I really won't do it anymore. Come on, I'll show you. I'll show, I'm in such good faith, I'll leave. <laughs> no, you gotta leave the microphone here. That's no fair. I gotta leave the microphone. <laughs> I'm really, I'm through. I won't do it anymore. Oh, you, you can see them. Yeah, exactly. Mary, 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 Mike? Okay, so that brings us to the end of part one of The Monkees Live 1967. Who knew this would be two parts? <laughs> wow, what a surprise. <laughs> it truly is. But anyway, I hope you dig it. There's a lot more coming up. The second half of the show has a, not as many hits, but a lot of highlights, I'd say. Yeah, man. A few solo moments with the guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So remember, come check us out. Two weeks, be here or be square. <laughs> That's not going to catch on. I think it is. It's like Peter's, uh, oh, what the hell does he say? That's refreshing. We're both trying to get a catchphrase near the end of the series. Uh, <laughs> All right, great. so from me, Paco. Hey, me, Jeff. Have yourselves a monkey's little evening. <laughs> Thank you. See you soon.